I was quite literally dying through that entire thing. I don't know why, but I just wanted to start coughing. I don't know. I was like falling asleep. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Xavier, and I am here with, with a, a special guest. Someone's going to be new to the block. Um, hopefully, we can have him on for a couple episodes. Um, but yeah, let's jump in. Uh, we have JP from JP Land. Yo, uh, yo, JP, what's up, how guys? you doing? Good. How are you? You know, we are living the dream over here. We had a couple of days of cold weather and it was awesome. And now we're back to 90 degrees. So, Oh, lucky you. Uh, it's freezing out here in California. Yes, I I enjoyed the cold weather, but I'm from Michigan. So like mm. that's just second like nature to me. Um, So <laughs> we have JP on the episode for a couple of different reasons. Um. One of the major reasons is he's from Hollywood, so he can tell us all of the cool stuff that's happening in Hollywood. And if you guys have been following along on the blog, you guys are kind of seeing the trend of uh, he's uh, been doing, well, he's been doing more than just voiceovers. He's been doing really all of the hard work um, for any content that's coming from out of California. So he's, he's going to most likely be our face of Hollywood. Um, food. Yes, the food. Um, but yeah, he's he's actually joining us on the team. Um, for yeah, some of that special Hollywood content. Uh, and it's not going to be just Universal. Hopefully, we can get him to do some Disneyland stuff for us. But yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm more excited because uh, we got some uh, news. Um, about a land that's opening up next year uh, to be Pacific. It's opening up February 17th. That's like right around the corner. Yes. I feel like next year is uh, not appropriate to use anymore because it's literally a month away from now. <laughs> yes, it's, I think, well, one, let's go ahead and say what it is. It's Super Nintendo Worlds opening up at Universal Studios Hollywood. And I'm I'm excited for multiple reasons because this is my birthday month. Um, my birthday is on the second of February and it opens on the seventeenth. So like I am ready. Like I'm already planned it. I'm buying an annual pass and I'm flying out. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get you out here. I've been covering uh, this land for it's been like five six years now. And I, I watched it go from the ground up. I, I saw them tear down the sound stages to make way for this like new land. And um, just based on the information they've provided with us, it just sounds awesome. Uh, it's gonna be really cool to to just like immerse ourselves into this video game. Yeah, I I'm super excited. Um, just cause like I I love Mario, uh, definitely Mario Mario Kart. Um. So there's a couple of things that's been going on. I've been following along, but I haven't been really paying too much attention to it just because I know I, when I get down there, I'm going to have people that can help me get through all of the details. But 
we have we have a couple things that's happening with Super um, Nintendo World. One is Mario Kart um, Bowers Challenge. So if you guys haven't seen it already, you don't want spoilers. You might want to skip for a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and read off a little bit about um, this attraction. So it is what Universal is calling their all new technolo- technological advanced attraction inspired by Mario Kart. It has a seamless fuse of cutting edge augmented reality uh, with projection mapping technology and actual set pieces um, with a moving ride track. So basically they're saying it's, you know, you're on the right vehicle, you have that projection um, happening on screens, also on the floors, uh, but also you're going to have that, those AR glasses that you're going to be wearing to help put together a seamless seamless ride experience. So very excited for that. Um, There are videos online of, uh, oh my goodness, Japan. This is, oh my gosh, is it Japan? I can't remember. Yeah, it, it's Universal Studios Japan that has the first version of the Super Nintendo World uh, that we're getting, and we're getting an updated version, I'm assuming. Um, we, we're, we're getting the same Bowser's Challenge uh, attraction uh, featuring the same technology with the AR effects. And I'm very, I, I haven't seen any videos on that ride. I've only heard about it. And I'm just really excited to see how Universal pulls off augmented reality. Cause I don't, I don't think any theme park has created an attraction with augmented reality glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people that I, I can't wait. Like I, <laughs> As soon as the ride opens, like I have to watch the video. I need to know what's going on. Not because like I want to spoil it, but I'm one of those people that want to be, you know, know what they're getting their stuff into. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm one of those ones that spoiled the surprise for me. But nah, very excited for that ride. Um, another thing that is coming to the land is power up bands. So I guess before we actually start talking about that, have you had a chance to do, I know this is a tough, touchy subject for you, the magic bands at Disneyland? Why would that be a touchy subject? Is it because it's Disney? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's Disney and it seems like you haven't had uh, enough visits to Disneyland with uh, the blockouts that's happening. Uh, with your pass, yes. Yeah, right now, yeah. Um, so I, I did purchase a Magic Band uh, recently. I think maybe the first or second week after they came out, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I just didn't see much fun, fun functionality uh, for them. They have a little mini game inside of Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. which sometimes works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and then Magic Band Four is uh, going into the park. Now, uh, Super Nintendo World is introducing Power Up, which, again, Magic Bands, but the with several mini games inside of the land. Uh, on top of that, uh, it connects to your phone and updates throughout the app. And there's a leaderboard throughout the day, month, year. And uh, you'll be able to have your name up on that leaderboard. Yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, because 
what's going on with the power bands right now is something that Disney has been trying to do with the the magic bands with um, Galaxy's Edge and some other things that I can't mention. But yeah, it's Universal is basically taking that same technology and they're making it work. Um, I mean, not saying that Disney hasn't or isn't. Um, I actually love Magic Band 2.0 um, that we have here um, at Disney World. But I feel like Universal is taking, like I said, they're taking full advantage of it. Um, so you mentioned it. They have like interactive games that you can play throughout the land. Um, and all of that is pretty much saved through your Magic Band. Um, one thing that I love the most is merchandise. If you if you come to my closet, you'll see I have a bunch of Universal merchandise in it, from shirts, hoodies to jackets. I would say fifty percent of my wardrobe is Universal stuff. Horror Nights would be the most of it. Um, but they're opening up a uh, one up factory, and very excited um, to get a bunch of merchandise. Uh, anything that's going to be Mario or Luigi, I will be purchasing that. So and I saw it today, you posted, oh my goodness. What was it that you per uh, posted? It was in your stories. Oh, was it the gift I, I, I got for my friend? Yes. That's... Yeah, so I, I got him a little uh, Mario. It was like a pop figure. I don't know the name. It was like a little like a little pop figure. Yeah, um, that's what I was like. I don't know the name of, like I've seen them before. I can't remember <laughs> the name. Yeah, it's like a little pop figure that says Super Nintendo World on the bottom, um, and it's it's Mario throwing his hands up. I also got him a uh, piranha plant lamp, <laughs> and you can move the piranha plant around. It's it's pretty cool. Um, but wow. yeah, Nintendo World is gonna have a lot more merchandise than we have outside of the land right now. Uh, we have a fair a fair amount of merchandise, but. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what they uh, add on to that uh, into the land. One Up Factory is going to be a huge gift shop, and um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what they bring. Thing I'm most uh, most excited about is going to be the food because just like some of the things that they've mentioned, um, I really hope that it shows up in Orlando. Um, like they have like cheesy garlic knots. Um, a lot of people aren't like mushrooms fans, but I love mushrooms. So like they have a lot yeah, of mushrooms. Yeah, I'm not a fan of mushrooms. So if you if you need me to review the mushroom food, <laughs> I will I will pass. You could review that yourself <laughs> when you come down to California. I wonder if there's a way to get the mushroom food without mushroom. <laughs> I I feel like that may be a thing. I just know like a mushroom like mushrooms are like a, a thing in Japan. So like they love those. So. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to bring the menu items over as is, or if they're going to put their own flair to them. Because I joined Horror Nights this year. We had, oh my goodness, I forget the name of the chicken, but they brought over this chicken um, dish um, from Japan, and it was it was amazing. Like anytime oh, I brought someone to try that chicken. <laughs> It was, I don't know. Well, it was, chicken was very hot. Um, 
I feel horrible because I don't remember the name of this chicken. Um, but it was in this kind of little area. We call this thing alley. And they decorated decorated it to be meats, meats, which is, it was a horn. Well, it's a horn night's icon. For in, us. The, in the small alleyway in New York. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I saw that uh, during my recent visit. I visited uh, literally a week after Horror Nights ended, and they still have oh, that little. Yeah, it, it's still there today. Till today, oh, it's really? still there. So, wow. yeah, I maybe they, they, they forgot about it. They just left. They it they took the meat and stuff out. So like it's like I was like, oh, maybe they're gonna use this for Christmas. They're just gonna paint it and reuse it. And nope, it's just sitting there. So I was oh, like. Awesome possibly they're going to use it for Mardi Gras or something, so that's why it's still sitting there, but who knows? We'll see. But yeah, yeah they they had that chicken. It was great, so I'm I'm not too worried about the food coming um, to Universal. Um, but yeah, that that's Mario. Um, all the Well, all the details that I know. Now, I heard you on a video talking about some kiosks. What are those kiosks for? So uh, just like, oh, actually, I, I guess I have to add some context to this since okay. you're from Florida. And uh, Do you guys have virtual queue at all in Florida? Yes. It's not used a lot. Um, like right now, we have a virtual queue for the Grinch meet and greet just because like Grinch is a popular character here like super popular um we only have it for him we used to have it for fast and furious um and then we also had it for jimmy fallon but those two attractions end up just going to a regular standby line so we have it but it's not used a lot so to enter super nintendo world on a busier day you, you're required to have a reservation to enter the land. Um, and this will be because the land is is just super small. They need to find a way to accommodate, but not at once because the land will be packed. It might be a hazard. So uh, reservations will be required to get into the land. And so outside of Transformers, you can pick up either a, a physical boarding pass uh, to get into the land, or you could do it through the the virtual queue section on the app. Cool. Um, now, I, as I was looking um, at my annual pass the other day, I saw something about, was it an after 4 p.m.? You get one after 4 p.m. entrance with the... With the, with the Platinum Pass, yeah. So yeah, okay. after 3 p.m., if you have a Platinum Pass... Uh, which is basically the top tier annual pass here in Hollywood. Uh, you after 3 p.m. you're able to get into the land without a reservation. Nice, nice. Um, had totally tripped me up with the names of your passes because our passes are named a little bit differently. You have like yeah, you have uh, like seasonal power. power. Yeah, I have. Whatever. I think it just expired. I let mine's expire. And I was like, oh, no, so I have to hurry up and get that renewed. So. Now I'm, I'm doubling down and getting, they really need to sell a coast to coast pass. Cause like that would be, I would take total advantage of that. 
Yeah, that'd be I'm nice. not sure if Disney World and Disneyland still sells it, but they used to sell a Coast to Coast Pass. It's very expensive, but they sold it. Okay, so plus I'm not too sure. Yeah. Maybe that much. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've been kind of doing some comparison comparisons of our parks, um, and how the holidays are pretty much almost over with, but. I kind of want to learn about like the holidays at Universal Hollywood. So, like, what are some standout things that people need to do or should do um, when they come visit for the holidays? I I know both of us. We tried today going to the parks, and it was an epic fail with how busy um, it is right now in the parks. But what are like some things? Like, I would say. Four things. Four things people need to do when they come visit join you know, or come join visit during the holiday season. Well, for Hollywood, there isn't many offerings uh, in terms of the holidays. We do have the. Or actually, yeah, we do have a little bit of a difference in terms of Grinchmas. Our Grinchmas is set in a small section of the park inside of the Universal Plaza, and we have a hula day tree lighting, which is basically like a ten or eleven minute show um and it ends with lighting our huge treat i guess uh so this definitely uh definitely separates us from your park and it's uh it's very unique it's very cool um also in hollywood we we have uh grinchmas there's also a bunch of daytime shows you could watch uh like story time with cindy lou who she reads the story of the grinch uh, we have the Hooliday Welcome Committee, which is uh, a show about the Who's welcoming you as a citizen. Uh, and the mayor of Whoville comes in, he talks for a little bit. And uh, yeah, you could also meet the Grinch. Um, we also have holidays inside of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, which is pretty cool. We used to have Snowfall in Hogsmeade, but they removed it after like a year <laughs> um so we don't have that this year but we do have like a little um christmas projection show uh, on the castle i believe you guys have that in florida as well yeah um the park does go all out when it comes down to decorations and lights so the park's really pretty at night so i i think it's it's worth staying late and and checking that out Another thing that's really cool is inside of the Universal Studio Store, we have a little Harry Potter section. And every, I want to say roughly 15 minutes, it starts to snow inside of the inside of the store. That's cool. So that's another really cool uh, thing you could check out on your visit to Hollywood. Holidays, which actually ends in like three days now. Um, on January 1st, it ends a little early this year. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I literally was talking to Carrie to tonight. I was like, I feel like it should still be like Thanksgiving or like Black Friday. Like it, this year has literally flown by. Like once Horror Nights came through, like the rest of the year was over within seconds. Yeah, I just can't, I can't believe how fast this year went. Um, I was thinking back, and I really just can't remember much of this year. Every time I look back into this year, I think of 2021 when the parks reopened, but I can't believe it's been over a year since then. Um, 
Horror Nights. Uh, I visited 30 nights. Uh, I feel like no one has gone more than me <laughs> this year in Hollywood. Um, I try to visit every single night, aside from like three nights I couldn't because uh, I was out of town. But I, I visited as much as I could. And uh, I love this year's events for Horror Nights. They, they went above and beyond in Hollywood. And that's uh, something we're not really used to. We're used to like budget cuts and and uh, smaller events, but this year they they definitely outdid their themselves and um, did a great job. Yeah, it, it definitely looked great um, out there in Hollywood. I really, really, really wanted to go. Um, one of my friends, Chris, um, was able to go out this year, so I was living through him, um, well, through him and through you, and watching your videos. But uh, yeah, it, this year was just, it was, I don't know. It was different for us. Uh, we had a totally different vibe from what we normally get for Horror Nights. Um, it was more of like a party vibe. We had like this vintage Halloween theme that was going. It was vintage. Um, so you had like, you had these scare zones that were, we had like a kind of like a witch scare zone. Um, we had a graveyard scare zone. We had like this kind of eighties Halloween festival scare zone. Um, and then we had like our kind of like we call our icon scare zone, kind of like what you can or what you will encounter as you're going through the parks. Like all the scare zones together, right? Yeah, that's cool. We had um, the Pumpkin Lord. He was the major player in connecting everything together, um, which I. Love the pumpkin lord, love little boo. Um, but yeah, we that's kind of how like Halloween horror nights went for us. Um, real quick with Christmas, kind of bring us back in. Um, so we have Seuss Landing. In Seuss Landing, they have how the well the holiday, the Grinchmas holiday spectacular um, that happens in one of our sound stages. So they do the retelling of how the Grinch stole Christmas. Um, we don't. We don't have a like big tree per se, like in Seuss Landing, but we're at like Universal Studios Florida. They do have like a giant tree that Santa lights um, every night oh. when he comes. Uh, yeah. Um, and then you have Earl the Squirrel, our holiday mascot that pops out the tree. Um, to greet you, and he may also get to take pictures with him uh, if you're lucky enough to find him roaming around the park. Um, then we also we have our tribute store. Um, our holiday tribute store um, comes out recently. It's been about three times a year. You have one for summer, one for Halloween, and then one for Christmas. Oh, four times a year. How I forget about Mardi Gras. So yeah, wow, that store changes a lot in. Actually, I got some, I can't say it's concrete news, but it kind of is concrete. Um, recently, the our friends over Rich at Visual Merchandise for um, Universal, they leave these key or clues at the very end of the tribute store and it kind of references to what's coming next to like, What's going to be the next theme for the next tribute store? Well, they didn't leave like any clues for like a theme, but they did possibly leave a, 
a clue for the tribute store moving to a different location. Um, so from what it says, it's not going to be in um, the New York area. It's going to be moving to the Hollywood area um, somewhere on Hollywood Boulevard. And it's going to be going to be interesting. It's going to be like a brand new spot. Um, usually, I don't know, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel so weird not having the tribute store um, by the mummy, but we'll, we'll see how it works out because it may be opening for Mardi Gras. So we'll see how that turns out. You see, this is a uh... This is where we can't relate because uh, we don't have a tribute store here in Hollywood. So I, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I don't know. Like the trip, our tribute store and like we even have like a theme bar um, that opens. Like we just did the first theme bar this year for um, Horror Nights and they did one for Christmas too. So like that stuff is like people will get mad if the bar's not open or it's being rented out to a private party, like Florida people are crazy when it comes to this stuff. I enjoy it, but you know, if I see it, I do, but if I don't, I'm, I'm not going to get upset about it. couple things I want to go ahead and get out the way just because like we jumped right into it. Can you tell our listeners a little about yourself? Ooh. I know, so putting you, just putting you on the spot right now. I know, I know. I have to really think about this. Um, well, let's well, start with your YouTube channel. Of course, we can't not talk about your YouTube channel. Yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about my YouTube channel. I don't want to flex or anything, but I, I started... He I has 50,000 subscribers. No, 60,000 subscriber, subscribers? Uh, just a little more than that. Oh, I, my I gosh. 260,000 subscribers on Bam. YouTube. There you go. It's insane. Um, a little more than eight years ago now. And um, I really didn't have the intention of making a YouTube channel. It was really just like to make videos at Universal so I can show myself and I guess my kids in the future what Universal look like um because that's what my dad did he used to work at the park in the in the 90s and he had a bunch of pictures and a bunch of like videos old videos on what the park on the on what the park used to look like back then and um that really inspired me to make my own youtube channel and kind of create like a backlog of what the park used to look like comparing it to now so i look back at my at some of my older videos and i, I see cartooniversal which you probably wouldn't know what that is but uh, it was like an old uh, store. It was a giant store um, in the middle of Universal. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just crazy to see how, how much Universal Studios Hollywood has changed. Um, that's why I started my YouTube channel. Jurassic Park Ride closed. I was making a video about it. That gained some traction. And people started calling me a YouTuber, coming up to me at the parks, acting on like, like this famous figure and I'm just like, Oh, okay. I guess people are, are watching my videos that I never really turned yeah. into a YouTube channel. Um, so that, that's how JP land was born. Uh, a lot of people ask how I came up with the name JP land. And it's actually a little embarrassing. I downloaded this game called Minecraft. Uh, 
in 2009 and I wanted to create a little theme park. Oh, by the way, I grew up with theme parks all my life. So I wanted to create a little theme park in Minecraft and I called it JP land. And that's, that's how it started. I feel like everyone, like anyone that is a theme park fan, like they played Minecraft trying to remake a theme park or they did for me, like I did Roller Coaster Tycoon too. Like that was oh, big Roller. when I was in kid or in yeah, school. I love that game. Um, and now it's it's Parkitech or Planet Coaster. So like it's it's not embarrassing. People still do it. Like I I love Parkitech. It's a great game. Um, definitely like if you're not big into the design stuff. Like and sometimes like I don't want to spend hours working on one attraction on Planet Coaster. But yeah, like I like remember like seeing your videos, um, like watching Mondo Five Fires. Like, like I've been off and on watching your videos for a while, so it's 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 come full circle now. Um, be able to work with you. Um, so yeah, you have your YouTube channel. Um, that's your your claim to fame right now. We'll do a, a quick lightning round. I haven't did this in a long time. So pardon me if I forget the questions. All right. Question number one. Uh, what is your favorite food item? Ooh, food. Uh, food at theme parks are dangerous for me, especially with my diet. So whenever you ask me to go out and review Oh, food, my gosh. I feel horrible now. A few bites. I can take a few <laughs> bites out of it, uh, but I can't finish it. Uh, but my favorite food, I guess... It has to be at the Minion Cafe. There's this bacon ranch mac and cheese, oh. and it's literally bomb. It is so good. If you're when you come down to Hollywood, my treat. I'm getting you the bacon ranch mac and cheese. It's so so good. Oh, uh, that really sounds good. There's a there's I won't say it's like newish, but it's new to the area. Um, they make burritos. Um. Barbaros uh, burritos. Um, they have a chicken bacon ranch. It is it's to die for. Um, okay, question number two: If you had to visit one theme park um, in the United States, um, what theme park would it be? Inside of the United States, okay, that's really tough because I think I've visited nearly every larger company theme park in terms of Disney and Universal. Gotcha. Um, one I've been looking into recently is Dollywood and uh, Cedar Fair. I want to do kind of like a Central America yeah. trip and, and visit those uh, smaller theme parks because they just look so interesting. They're very different compared to uh, the Disney and Universal parks on both coasts. Yeah, I, I've been to Cedar Point, one of the Cedar Fair um, parks, and I've also been to Michigan Adventure. Um, that's another Cedar Fair park, and I, I love Cedar Point. It's It's great. It's it's not your Disney World, Disneyland, Universal theming, but they have some great rides there. Um, all right, so question number three. What is your favorite Universal classic movie? So it can be like classic monsters. It can be the Back to the Future era. Hmm. I mean, I would stick with with Back to the Future, but now that you say classic, I'm thinking back to the cl classic monsters and uh, some of the older Universal films created in the in the 1920s and uh, 1910s. I think I'm probably gonna have to stick with with Frankenstein. 
uh, because they perfectly captured this monster and uh, sh showing that it's it, he's he's more than a monster. He's a person. He has feelings and and um, that really stuck with me when I first watched Frankenstein. And I, I feel like anyone that's seen the original, uh, it could have been. Xavier definitely, was a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, definitely, definitely. Um, so I hate to do this, but anybody that knows me knows I'm the biggest Horror Nights fan. Um, so oh, how did how did you feel about your version of uh, Universal Monsters this year? Oh my gosh, I hate it. No, I'm uh, it was actually <laughs> interesting. It was interesting, and I. I did hear a lot from from my friends out in the East Coast. Uh, not sure if you know anything about Theme Park Shark, uh, but that that's my friend. Dustin, uh, yeah. My friend uh, Dustin and Jake. Jake uh, lives in Florida, and he actually got to check out the, the event out there a couple of times. And he tells me he enjoys the one in Hollywood a little more than the one in Florida. I disagree. I mean, I, I loved your guys' set design. The storytelling, I think the only thing that wins out here is the music. And and it's been like that for a couple of years. Uh, maybe Bride of Frankenstein wins uh, for that year. And, and same with the very first Universal Monsters maze we had. Yeah. Those three mazes win, but or those two mazes win. But uh, I liked your version of Frankenstein. What is it called? Um Legends Collide? Yeah, Legend. Oh my gosh, Legends Collide. There's been so many Universal Monsters mazes. It's it's just like mixed in my brain like a margarita. Yeah, I our first version of it, I absolutely loved that house. Like it was amazing. Do you guys get the music from Slash or or like any form of it? No, we don't get I I thought we were going to definitely just get the same, you know, music from um you guys but we we well i won't say it's original music so it's not like original music that they make um but a lot of the music is like music from other movies so like other movies soundtracks that they use which in most cases it works out well in the houses like they they t take full advantage of the soundtracks they use um because i i remember our bride our bride's maze um that we had 2020 um 2021 um most of that music was from like again other other movie soundtracks and like you wouldn't have thought it was from other movies it blended so well with the actual house um so yeah our our, our mazes are usually using music from other other movies i will say we had i'm gonna cut you off here did you say maze <laughs> Wait, what what did you say maze oh my god did i say that oh my gosh yeah oh Man. my gosh, this is huge we have an orlando Breaking news. Calling haunted houses mazes <laughs> i mean you know we started calling our haunted houses haunted houses this year uh, i think they changed um some of the directors inside of hollywood's version and yeah we had a lot of orlando involvement and they wanted to call our mazes haunted houses it didn't really stick well with with our fans, but I mean it makes sense. But it, it's funny hearing 
uh, Maze from an Orlando fan. I I use those words interchangeably. I know I probably shouldn't, but when it comes to um, to Horror Nights, I literally I use so many. Well, when it comes to Universal in general, I will use words interchangeably to fit what you know people are used to hearing. But yeah, I, normally I say houses. I don't know why I did that. Um, but gosh, oh my gosh, what I was about to say. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I wouldn't even know. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. So we had this scare zone um, this year. Um, it was graveyard deadly unrest. The usually like the scare zones. They they use music that you know. It, It'll be like either a cover version of the music or it'll be like the actual version of like, you know, music from artists from the past or the future or past or present. And this scare zone, like it was a completely original soundtrack that was written and produced by someone. And it was, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like that, the scare zone was amazing, but also the soundtrack for that was absolutely amazing. I like. I pretty much compare it to the soundtrack that plays in um, Tomb Lagoon. Like it, it was like that. Like if you ever just sat and listened to that music that plays in Tomb Lagoon, like each one of the characters have like their own track that plays throughout the like entire. Well, it plays on top of the regular background music and I can fan out about just music in theme parks because I, I love music but oh, yeah it was amazing Islands of Adventure yeah Islands of Adventure is a, Were, are a they still of, selling uh, the music on vinyl they were so they were selling Horror Nights music yeah on vinyls um, they did that for like the last two years um, well, what about islands? I want to. I want to have. Oh no! I mean, I can possibly send you that. Oh, you just remind me of something. But I can possibly send you some digital versions of that music that plays in islands. It's all over YouTube. But, <laughs> yeah, yes, but yes. vinyl for island. Sick. I feel yep. like I could find it somewhere, but yeah, that'd be cool. I... If they started selling that inside of the parks. So they, I guess when it was when the park opened, they sold these um, CDs, like it was CDs of the music, park music that plays throughout the park. And I found one on Amazon. It was like somebody was selling it for like almost $400. I was like, nope, no thank you. I'll, I'll just do my digital download version of it. Um, but yeah, people- <laughs> Yeah, make your own CD. People want like, Islands of Adventure merchandise, like just general merchandise that says Islands of Adventure. And I'm like, Universal, like you will sell so much if you just make this merchandise. Because I will buy it. I know so many other theme park fans and people that even work at the theme parks that will love yeah, I, I, I love Islands. That's my favorite park. Yep. Like I could skip that on, on what is it called? Uh, you know, Universal. I don't know. <laughs> Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah, I, I can skip out on on Universal Studios. I love Islands of Adventure. 
a lot of like a lot of people I know, like we we even talked about this in our group chat. Like a lot of people will go to Universal or they will see Universal Studios. Like, is there a park? Which I love Universal Studios, but I find myself only there if it's a like special holiday. So if it's Mardi Gras or if it's Christmas or Horror Nights, I'll be at Universal Studios. But I'm gonna be over at Isle of Adventure most of the time. But yeah, okay. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Let's check this list. Pow, pow, pow. I think we hit it all. Awesome. It. Wow. Twice because uh, we don't know if you've been naughty or nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Garrett, very delayed. JP, thank you for joining me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. It was a, it's a lot of fun talking about the parks with you. And uh, I can't wait to be in the next podcast. Yes, we'll see when that is because your boy is busy. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks, guys. We will catch you guys in the next podcast. Peace. Universal Food Blog is not affiliated nor endorsed by Comcast, Universal Orlando Resort, or NBC Universal. All Comcast, NBC Universal, and Universal Orlando icons, titles, events, and items are property, trademark, and copyright of Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders.